Welcome, welcome, welcome. The Eric Zane Show has begun, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'll probably repeat this more than once. Dad is fine. Uh, True, he could not make our little adventure up north because uh, a little under the weather. But uh, the concern was, you know, he'll, uh, he'll get sicker if he's up there. And he actually did, but uh, it's just a mild uh, head cold, and he's already recovering. Joanne now feeling like uh, she's got the crud. But I tell you, you never, you never know with elderly parents what the hell you're getting into. But uh, everything's fine. Everything is fine. Thank you all for being here once again. Today's a big day for your old pal EZ. Uh, lots of talking into microphones. You got this show, which I, of course, we all put our hearts and soul into it every day. Oh, by the way, if you're looking for Darla, she is totally in jail right now. Um, she would not stop attacking poor Bruce, who's on this chair over here that you can't see. And, uh, all he wanted to do was, was hang out and relax. And she was totally kicking his ass. So... I had to do something. I usually give her up to about five minutes before I'm ready to start podcasting or live streaming. And then if she's still not settling down at that point, then I got to, yeah, just can't do it. You know, um, God, I already forgot the fuck I was talking about. Oh, uh, so yeah, you know, this, uh, this regular free podcast. And then of course, the uh, my favorite part of the day, the Patreon bonus podcast. Which this week, by the way, we are going to go back to the who are these free beers? Well, um, it's it's uh, it's getting to a point where what is coming out of the radio speakers on that show is demanding more attention. If Ben and I listened, we were comparing notes. Uh, over the weekend, the last several days, actually, about some of the things. And I'm like, God damn, what did he write to me again? It's been a long weekend for EZ, so um, I kind of forget what the fuck was going on last week. First of all, someone on their um, someone on their, on their Facebook fan page wrote, I love this show, but is anyone else bored with the topic? Worst slash most, most annoying people. On, quote, it's on my list. I'm not sure what that means. Pretty sure today was the third or fourth time using that. Let the audience pick the next one. And yep, I could just fast forward if it bores me, but they could also fish for new topics. So you're starting to get people that are the number one fans on there, on the Facebook page. That's not like Reddit. These are these are people who are, you know, they're like zaniacs. This dude, Kyle, writes, I'm just amazed how many improv games they do now. It's almost all they do. They don't care about the audience anymore, clearly. They are just so funny when we don't matter. Last time I laughed at the show was a Free Beer and Hot Wings episode. Free Beer has lost it. Not funny. Well, people are starting to get the message that this show sucks dick. Um, Maureen says, you could do it daily. Who are these Free Beers show? There's so much content. If I had more hours in the day, I would. 
took some notes because when I was driving up north, I was I was diving deep onto an episode. Um, let's see. It was Thursday. Uh, some of my notes, which we will cover. Um, and by the way, Tyler writes, well, the 30 shares say they are funny. Someone on their Facebook page was acknowledging that uh, arrogance similar to what we did. Maybe they listened to this show and then uh, uh, poached it, which is fine with me. I don't care about how arrogant that sounded and how annoying it was to hear Freebears say, yeah, we're not doing interviews because I don't like them. Um, Thursday, they opened the show about the color gray. I am not kidding you. They opened up the show about the color gray because more than one uh, person on the show was wearing a gray shirt. So they did a breakdown of gray. Lots of uh, crispy R's in that segment. Uh, Steve with the family story about his daughter stealing a unicorn with way too many details. And he even says at some point, here are the details. Uh, God, I can't even understand what I wrote here. Kelly has a pointless story about an old man talking about dragonflies. Some bad free bear jokes. Free bear could do, we could do a whole segment on just his, uh, his go nowhere dead end jokes that he throws out there. They did some horrible singing to a blind melon song. Uh, lots of Kelly shrieking. Two hours, seven minutes in. Maitland talks about spirit Halloween and Freebeer can't stop laughing at this ridiculousness. Again, adding to the uh, theory that Freebeer consumes edibles at some point before the show starts. I also have a theory too. I think he is so enamored with Maitland for some reason. No matter what she says, whether it's funny or not, he busts out laughing. I mean, it's like the funniest fucking thing, and he's the only one laughing at it when she does it. I, 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 I don't get it. I also don't understand why the fuck everybody is so in love with her. Um, she, she doesn't say anything, and when she does, it's just a sing-songy delivery, and it's it's never funny. What the fuck? Hang on, I gotta drink this coffee. Okay, I wasn't even planning on talking about who are these free beers, but we are going to do it this week um, because of the overabundance of material. That may become the primary thing on the show. I think that there is a, well, there is a finite level of material on who are these Zanes. Um, let's see. I'm thinking Wednesday or Thursday, depending on Ben's schedule. Friday is hockey. Hockey is back Friday. Okay, hang on. Let me finish this right now. Um. Okay, so there's that today. Patreon bonus podcast. And then, uh, so that's, on that, we're sitting at about 200 and, or two hours and 40 minutes of uh, microphone talking, of microphone time. And then fast forward to 4 p.m. Uh, for the first time ever, I'm doing an entire show with Carl from Who Are These Podcasts. 
And uh, we'll be uh, doing the show filling in for Anthony from Compound Media. Anthony Cumia. Now, it's kind of like I have double lives. Um, if Carl does uh, uh, announces that he's going to be on Compound Media filling in for Anthony, everybody there knows who that is on Carl's end. Uh, not so much with my crowd. Uh, the world-famous Opie and Anthony show. Uh, fantastic show for many, many years. But all good things must come to an end. And that did too, unfortunately. One of the people behind that show is uh, Eric Nagel, who just checked in just now. Thank you, Iraq, And thank you for the invite, by the way. Um, as luck would have it, Anthony, uh, kind of like a pioneer in content creation, long-form spoken word podcast-style shit, uh, similar to what your old pal Easy is doing now, but um, on a much more broad level. Um. For a long time, he's been doing uh, shows and he has a whole network. That's Compound Media Network. Uh, go to compoundmedia.com. Let me make sure I got that right. Because Carl and I are filling in for Anthony today. Uh, Anthony is uh, a little peaked, a little under the weather. Uh, maybe cough due to cold. Compoundmedia.com. If you want to, for the first time ever... Hear how Carl and I do. I have never done a show with Carl before. And uh, there's Anthony. Look at him. Uh, what the fuck are the ads here, E-Rock? Jesus, shit. Are you kidding me? This is uh, Gino Bisconte, who I think is very good. But a lot of people give this guy tons of shit. Um, his show is called In Hot Water. You see on Compound every day, there, there's shows that appear. It's like Anthony is Anthony's is every day. Some days, some shows are not every day. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to have some content on there somewhere on here, I think. Uh, unless they kick me off, I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, once in a while, I'll throw a show up there and I appreciate them having me. So, uh, yeah, that will be today starting at 4 p.m. If you want to see how Carl and I do live, uh, sign up. Go to compoundmedia.com. And uh, if you want, you can sign up for just a month. Whatever. And uh, off you go. Looking forward to that. Had a little conversation with Carl today as to what we, are, uh, what we will be discussing. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern today. Looking forward to that. Should be a lot of fun. All right. Now, look, I got to get into the big story about what is dominating the news and what the entire world is focused on. And I'm going to do my best to get through this. And that news is that um, the mice have breached Fear Bunker North again. And in a big way, there was an invasion um, in the trailer that I did not see coming. I was not prepared for. And the mice have invaded. I am fighting them back right now. Uh, but it was a bad scene up north. Truth be told, I am going to talk about that shit show. Uh, Israel's 9-11, they're calling it. I will get to that in a bit. but I've got some incredible footage from that. 
But more importantly, more importantly, uh, Chris says, yeah, it got cold out. They're moving in for the winter. Now, on this dwelling, which is, again, a 1950... Hold on a second here. I got the... I actually have the original user's manual. Look at This is the original u- user's manual on that thing. Pontiac Chief Owner's Service Manual and Warranty. It's, uh, it, it's, it's typed. Look at it. Oh, there's a stink bug in it. Look at, of course there is. Jesus. The instructions on this thing, it's a 1956, I believe. Uh, so goddamn old. Yeah, 1956. I have the original title on this thing. <laughs> uh, it's been in our family forever. Um, Iraq says time for ground assault, scorched earth, them mices. Well, check this out. Uh, I thought I had it covered as I talked about on the show. I thought I had the last, uh, point of port of entry blocked off. And, um, then I walked in there, uh, this weekend and right away I see one in a trap and I'm like, Oh God, they got it. One got in. Oh shit. But it smelled like an intense amount of decay, death smell. And I go, wow, that's weird. Typically, one mouse won't have that much decay smell. I mean, you know, maybe a little. So I get it out of there. uh, And I turn on a couple of fans to uh, suck the, you know, it's like a fan over the stove. And and the, the smell's not leaving. Now... My niece and her boyfriend are going to stay in there. And uh, they, they bring in their bags and, and all that shit. And the smell's not leaving. And I said, hey, uh, kind of stinks in there right now. It, it should leave. No big deal. And everybody's by the fire having a good time. And uh, I guess the niece, just by chance, lifted the lid on the toilet. Okay. Now, the toilet does not work. Okay. It's It's dry. Normally, normally the toilet is dry. There's no running water there. And I have a uh, little uh, portable thing that like my dad can use when he stays there and my, my stepmother. So they don't have to, my dad doesn't have to go outside and take a leak, you know, but I guess the last time my dad was up there being that he's 90 and has dementia, he peed in there. And Joanne says, now this is actually very good that he did that. And I'll explain why it's all going to, all these puzzle pieces are going to fit together nicely in a second. So Joanne says to me, uh, this was like a month ago. She goes, Hey, your dad peed in there. I took a gallon of water and poured it in there. And, uh, there, you know, there, there's a pipe that is underneath the trailer that leads out to the woods. Okay. So back in the day, we used to actually pee in there. Not, you better not crap in there. Okay. But, uh, so, all right, pipe out in the woods, dry toilet. My dad pees in there. Joanne pours water in there to get the pee going through the toilet and then it drains out. So now there's water in that toilet a month ago. My niece, she knows she's not going to pee in there, but she just lifted the toilet seat anyway out of curiosity. And then it was described as corpse soup. 
Can you think of anything more revolting than a toilet full of rotting dead mice? Yes, corpse soup is what it was. And she goes, Uncle Eric, I go, yeah, there's a toilet bowl full of dead mice floating in that, in the water, in the toilet. I go, oh no. Now that's the source of the stink. Oh fuck. Sure enough, I go there. Now I'm like, Cole says, burn it down. And that's what my wife's saying. She says, just, just burn it. Just, just burn it. Okay. Now, so it smells bad, but this becomes beyond bad. It becomes cataclysmic because I have to get these, these dead mice out of there and I have to do. Okay. So this is what happened. Now, if you're eating, you're gonna, you, you might gag. I've got rubber gloves on. I have to reach in there like I'm bobbing for, for corpses. All right. I actually have the glove on and then the dog poop bag over so I can just grab and then tie the bag outside. So one, two, three mice out. Okay. And now when this happens, I'm holding my breath, but all of that movement of the water and whatever is God knows what is in this corpse soup is now really circulating like a, like in a fucking Vitamix. So the stink has just plumed up, which I can't see. Nick says that's a shop vac job. Easy. Correct. Nick, if I had one. And then I made the mistake of a little bit of, of breathing in through this unbelievably sensitive nose. And all of a sudden I'm dry heaving. (laughs) Holy fucking shit, dude. And just thinking about it, this, by the way, this medicine that I'm taking to shrink my prostate, uh, it makes me nauseous. Well, I should say if I encounter anything that makes me nauseous, it's going to be 10 times worse. That's why I was puking the other day when I was sniffing my own shit. While that's happening, charity scam Mike happens to walk in there and he wrinkles up. He goes, has this look at his face and I'm walking towards him with the motion of get out like an umpire throwing a mana drug. No, 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 no. Cause and he, and holy fuck. All right. So, we're outside now. You can now smell it outside. He lights up a cigarette. I go, give it to me. Give me your cigarette. <laughs> We're blowing smoke inside of there. Now I have to get the corpse uh, broth out of the fucking toilet. I made the mistake of just taking a whole roll of toilet paper and throwing it in there, thinking that would absorb it, but that did not work. It just... Toilet paper is not designed like bounty paper towel. It's just going to shred, you know, fall apart, dissolve. So now I've got corpse stew with noodles from a whole roll of toilet paper, and it's done nothing. Huge mistake. So I take the bounty paper towel and, and throw it all in there, and I start slowly but surely absorbing it. 
and throwing it into a bag with my gloves on. And then another another fucking mouse comes out. Another mouse. He's all rotted and shit. Fuck, man. And uh, so now we have four mice. It's an absolute catastrophe. Um, my my niece and her boyfriend have to get their shit out of this ground zero uh, Chernobyl zone and not sleep in it. I've got all the windows open, fans in the windows. It was horrendous. It was it was a real low point in my life. I I can't tell you how affected I was from having to be involved in this. So the stick, the, all the um, the all the uh, remnants of of paper towel and um and mice are in this bag. We don't have a fire going. I would have burnt it all, but then again, everybody wants to sit by the fire. So, um, I go, what do I do with this, this bag? If I, um, I go, should I climb a tree and put it? Cause if I leave it anywhere, well, the concern is the coyotes are going to get it. The fucking bear is going to get it. A goddamn mountain lion's going to get it. I don't know if there's mountain lions there, but I know there's coyotes and, and bear and fucking shit. So I, I put a ladder up on top of down the side and I climb the ladder and I throw, I set it on the roof of this shed that I have. Oh, and I'm just going to leave it up there for about seven or eight years and then burn it after it dries out. It so bad. It was so bad that, um, later on, I happened to walk by the shed, which is about eight feet below it and on the ground. And I can smell it, which typically if something is emanating odor, it goes up. It's coming down. The stink is defying gravity. Now, Chris has pieced this together. He says that pipe that led out to the woods was the highway into the trailer and the water was a great flood that destroyed them. Okay, this worked out because I... For some reason, hindsight being what it is, of course, that's how the mice have been getting in all these years. I don't know why I never put that together. But this, the fact that my dad peed in that, Joanne filled it with water. The mice come in. They get caught in the flood. They don't, you know, they think, oh, this is, let's just go in, rest for the winter now. It's time. And then the flood kills them. Maybe one of them got out and got caught in the trap. I don't know. Maybe there's another way in too. But as far as I know, I think that that uh, pipe in was a great entry point for them. They encounter water, they're dead. And then it's revealed to me that I've been breached and I must do something. So, uh, after this all settles down and my senses are coming back to me, I'm uh, hanging out with charity scam, Mike, and his daughter's boyfriend is nice guy named Nick. Oh, I just love this guy. Nicest dude in the world. Perfect for my niece. And uh, I go, Nick, Nick, what, what are we going to do about this? And uh, Mike says, uh, Nick says, uh, he, Nick doesn't say anything. He's thinking. And then now I wonder if one of you is going to get it, the in the chat what we ended up doing um, to fix this issue. I said to Mike, I go, what about dirt? 
And he goes, no, you idiot. The mice are going to, they're going to fucking climb through that dirt. You can't just put dirt in there, you idiot. And then uh, I go, what about concrete? He goes, eh, I don't know about concrete. You know, it might, uh, it, the expansion may actually destroy everything. It might even make a bigger mess, maybe. But, and then Nick said it. He goes, uh, some of that foam, insulation foam that you put in like gaps, you comes in a can, you spray it, and then it, it hardens. Maureen got it. Foam insulation. I think you typed that before I said it. It's weird with the timing sometimes on the live, on the live stream. I'm thinking you got it. So Yes, Chris says that uh, it's called great stuff. Well, even better. We go to the local Ace Hardware that is not Baldwin Ace Hardware. And uh, we picked up on what Ryan just picked up on. Which, I'm going to throw a yellow card on that. Because I was going to get to that. Ryan says what I was about to say. Yellow card. Do I have a yellow card here? Anything yellow? It's a yellow card for Ryan. Remember, if you're thinking it, I'm going to talk about it. They actually make a product like great stuff. That is, it's actually called like mice stuff. That has a scent to it that the mice will not go near. So spray that shit in the toilet. And then it hardens, and it, it looks like a big fucking loaf of bread in the toilet. And that is that. Now we wait. When I leave there yesterday, I set up my traps again. I bought this uh, shit that comes in. T- it's cu- some type of spices that's in a bag. It's supposed to keep the mice away. Uh, back to the drawing board. And so I don't, I don't say anything. My wife has come. This is all Thursday. My wife comes up Friday. I made the mistake of uh, not announcing to the group, don't say anything about the mice. Because this is a big sticking point for Pooh Bear. You see, I want to go up there all winter long and go snowmobiling. And I want her to go with me. But, you know, in the winter, we don't... uh, We don't take the RV. You can't. We stay in that trailer. She's always like, "Ah, I'm not not going in there because of the mice. And we were at several, several weeks and months of no mice. But the second it gets cold, they start to come in. And, but I don't want to tell her that. And of course, somebody talked about corpse soup after Diana got there because I didn't announce, Hey, keep it, keep it on the down low about this. Cause if she finds out, she's not coming up there with me. So, uh, my, uh, stepsister, my sister, Elizabeth charity scam, Mike's wife announces. Oh yeah. And she tells this whole story. Now I can hear her telling the story to Diana. Diana doesn't know that I'm listening. I'm, I'm trying not to pay attention. 
or I'm acting like I'm not paying attention. And I can see Diana side-eyeing me about all of this. The second that story gets done, I hear, Eric. Now, if she calls me Eric, that's a problem. That's, that's something is serious. Um, she might say, Hey Dukes, hi honey. Hey pumpkin. These are all good things to be referred to as there's nothing serious going on. If she says these things, if she uses my name, that's suspect. Um, Eric, I'm like, and I'm, I was splitting wood at the time. I go, now I know it's coming. I go, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? Is there anything you want to tell me about? Immediately, I go, well, I'm guessing you know about the mice. Now, I wasn't guessing. I knew it because I was hearing the conversation. And uh, I go, yep, that happened. I go, but, and I, I gave her the good news. I go, silver lining here. I think in this process, we found a unbelievable entry point that I can't believe we I missed in the first place. Of course, they were coming through to the goddamn toilet. Motherfuck. All right. Hold that thought. I really want to get into uh, what this war that has just broken out. This is a, a fucking unbelievable scenario that happened. And uh, that I, 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 I do want to unpack what is happening in the world right now. Um, but I, I didn't want to start with it. So, But first, your old pal EZ needs to go tinkle. But before I do, you folks that are enjoying the show on Facebook, X, and YouTube, Thank you so much for being here. But the rest of the show, you're going to have to see it on Twitch. You'll have to download the Twitch app. All right. Twitch.tv uh, slash Eric Zane Live if you're on a desktop or a laptop. Or download the Twitch app from your mobile device. And then search Eric Zane Live. You can uh, dim the screen on your phone and run it through your uh, uh, Bluetooth. It's all good. And that's if you want the show as part of the live stream for those of you, which the lion's share of people actually get the show in uh, recorded audio form, the podcast, you can download that wherever you download shows, Eric Zane show podcast and uh, on your favorite podcasting platform. And off you go, leave me a review. If you can, I would appreciate that. Uh, if you ever want to reach out to me on the shoreliners striping inbox, Eric at Eric Zane Thank you so much. Shoreliner striping. And then the Patreon, where this week, Wednesday or Thursday, I got to talk with Ben. We will have another edition of Who Are These Free Beers? Where we will listen to our heroes break down the color gray. Not kidding you. That is this week on Patreon, and you can get it for free. Seven days free right now. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You can get seven days free when you sign up. You do have to put in a payment form there, but it's so simple to do and very easy to cancel if you're uh, not about it. But um, if you do like it, you can either let it ride or convert it to a yearly. And I'll uh, save you 10% when you do do it that way. Heck, you can even sign up for the seven days and then immediately cancel it. I don't care as long as you're trying it. Because more often than not, people like what I do on Patreon and then will sign up. So thank you so much 
for that. Uh, Badger7419 says, if you have a house, you have a mouse. Remarkably true. Remarkably. All right. Your old pal EZ is going to go tinkle. Stand by. I will be back. If you would indulge me for just a second. I want to read something. Uh, from um, radio station 97.1, the ticket in Detroit. It's a sports station. They uh, uh, write a lot of articles on there. This one, I think, puts into perspective one of the reasons why your old pal EZ is uh, so excited. It's about the Detroit Lions. So give me just three minutes of your time. Three minutes of your time. If I don't get this off of my chest, I might feel bad later on. And this will be great. See, it isn't so much that, uh, you know, because obviously not everybody gives a shit about the NFL, let alone the Detroit Lions. But I was uh, 10 years old when I started paying attention to this team. So this is my 43rd year. In that time, there's only been one playoff victory. Since 1957, you'd have to go back 23 years prior to 1980 when they won an NFL championship. They didn't even have face masks on their helmets then. From 1957 to right now, They've won one playoff game. They've never, ever won the NFC North. Okay. Used to be known as the NFC Central. It was a five-team division back in the day, and they won that division in 1993. That was the last time they finished first in the division. Then they realigned and named it the NFC North. They've never won that. So now they are four and one on the year. Quoting here. Will Birchfield wrote this. Without their, and the headline is, look out, Lions are deep, tough, and talented. And they know how to win. Without their star rookie defensive back um, and their star free agent safety, this dude, Emmanuel Mosley, got hurt early. And then the rookie is Brian Branch. He didn't play. He's hurt. The Lions forced Bryce Young and the Panthers to punt on their opening drive. And without their star rookie running back, Jameer Gibbs. And without their superstar wide receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown. The offense took the field and went 81 yards in three plays and never looked back. This is what a contender looks like. The Lions dismantled the Panthers from start to finish Sunday at Ford Field. A good team abusing a bad team. Indeed. That's what good teams do. Oh, okay. So last year at this time, they talk about how the Lions suck so much dick. Last year through five, uh, five games, they were one and four and four, 17 and one under Dan Campbell, four wins, 17 losses and a tie. They had just been shut out by the Patriots. Doubts about the rebuild were real. As of right now, this year they're four and one. And since they started one and six last year, they are now 12 and three under Dan Campbell since last November and growing stronger by the week. 
fuck yes, visions of a home playoff game are vibrant. But there's still uh, plenty of people who are like, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to trust them. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. God, I fucking hate those people. It pisses me off so bad when I hear that. And I have to bite my tongue. Hey, do you follow the Lions? Kind of. I still got kind of a grudge. Fucking wake up. Watch the game. I totally hate that shit. Drink the damn Kool-Aid. I'm so sick of these pessimistic fucks. They're kicking ass. Sit back and enjoy it. Uh, So cool. They play Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, next week, Sunday, who I think uh, play, I don't know what they are. I think they're 3-1 and atop their their division, the NFC South, and I don't know if they play this week. No, they don't. They have a bye, the Buccaneers. Kenny says, I'd rather watch more Lions football than the Titans right now. Yeah, Titans are down. Titans are definitely down. All right. So I'm just enjoying this. I'm just loving life. Uh, All right. The big story over the weekend um, is the the attack on um, unbelievable, the attack that happened in Israel. No, it's hard to think what it's like to live in in an environment like that where you're right next door to a country that wants nothing more than to just kill you. Um, Really incredible. Uh, So you have the West Bank. Basically, uh, the Gaza Strip is two miles wide, 25 miles long, and uh, bordered on one side by the sea and then surrounded by um, Israel. And I think on the southern border of Gaza Strip is Egypt. I'm not sure. There is a fence all the way around it on Israeli land to keep them out of Israel. Uh, Several million Palestinians live there. Also, um, in the West Bank, there's a well. There's a there's a, a a number of communities in and around Jerusalem that make up a large population of Palestinians, also surrounded by Israel. For years, there's been fights over the grounds, the area, the property, the territory. Uh, there was a for a long time there was um, out to sea off the Gaza Strip. You're looking at 20 nautical miles. That was Palestinian waters. And then it slowly crept in um, to like down to like three nautical miles. Because the Israelis and the United States realized that they were getting a lot of their arms. The Palestinians, the terror organization Hamas runs the West, uh, the Gaza Strip. Uh, They were getting a lot of um, their artillery and things like that smuggled in from the sea. Tunnels have been found out of the Gaza Strip that lead into um, 
Egypt, whatever, uh, where they can smuggle shit in. And uh, so they're, they're, they're heavily armed. But surrounding the Gaza Strip, Israel is arguably one of the most uh, complex militaries on the planet. Very heavily armed. And they have something that they have um, that's known as the Iron Dome. It's a series of uh, high-tech devices to detect any type of launching of any ballistics, any type of rockets that are being uh, shot into Israel. And then the uh, heat-seeking things on them that can just go and intercept. And it's very difficult to even get a rocket to land in Israel because of the Iron Dome. And they've got all the money in the world, enormous, uh, enormously powerful military, um, and but it it's kind of fucked up because the Palestinians went right in there and shot thousands of missiles into Israel and fucked everything up. You're talking about these uh, very wealthy neighborhoods. Uh, all of a sudden, there's missiles raining down. Um, and the Hamas terror group breached that fence, no problem. And then they just started driving into Israel with like uh, pickup trucks with machine guns bolted on the back and started just shooting indiscriminately. They happened to encounter a, uh, a fucking rave. Honestly, there was like a big fucking rave going on with a bunch of young people and they just started fucking mowing them down like full metal jacket. Brutal. And then kidnapping a number of people in Israel and taking them back into the uh, into the Gaza Strip. They even had paragliders. Hamas had paragliders, of all things. They invaded one of the most powerful nations in the world with uh, rockets that you get. I don't know if they're anything uh, fucking like the hobby shop rockets. I doubt they are. Uh, but launching uh, three to 5,000 rockets and fucking all this infrastructure up in Israel and paragliders. So basically, rockets, paragliders, guys in Toyota pickup trucks and just march into one of the most complex militaries uh, and, and they weren't ready. How the fuck can you be caught flat-footed when you're surrounding a group of people who want nothing more than to murder you? I don't. I don't get it how how can you possibly let your people down in such a horrific way um netanyahu immediately declares war now if you're if you're him this this horrible terrorist act being known as israel's 911 i mean i just start on uh one end of the gaza strip and just light it up right i mean is this is this not you do have some problems though that could occur uh, there's another terrorist organization affiliated with Lebanon uh, called Hezbollah in the northern portions of uh, Israel and, and Lebanon. And then you have Iran is mixed up in this. And who knows where the fuck the Saudis are? Who knows where the fuck Egypt is? So Israel has to defend themselves, but all these other Middle Eastern countries with Arab communities, obviously, want nothing more than Israel to fucking die. So we are sitting in a goddamn powder keg here. This is desperate. And um, so Israel kind of has, Israel wants to kick ass, 
But, you know, with one eye on those other Middle Eastern countries, the U.S. sent the Gerald R. Ford, USS Gerald R. Ford, which uh, I don't know if that, I think that's an aircraft carrier, uh, in into the area. In case shit goes down, we can fucking flash the badge and fuck these sons of bitches up. Uh, no problem. Uh, but holy shit, this is, uh, this is horrible. Wait till you see this. I've got video actually that has, uh, been leaked from, okay. This is, believe it or not, dozens of Israeli women. I'm going to show this to you who were captured while attending a music festival rave. I was talking to you about that. Um, what you'll hear is these women have been captured and then uh, you'll see them all huddled around each other. There's a gunman behind them uh, holding them hostage. Now, a number of these women, it sounds horrible, but have been raped. And then they were uh, kidnapped after and some of them killed. It, it's hard to believe that if you're in the heat of battle, you can be that much of a psychopath. Um, when you're, you're fighting, you see the Palestinians are pissed off because, um, they feel that this is their land. They feel that, um, the Israelis are allowed to, uh, have all the things that they can ha- uh, have to prosper while they have been shut out of their land. They, uh, it, it you know, it's, it's, you, you go back to the 50 year or the, uh, seven day war, um, and, and, and the things that they fought for and the, the distribution of the, of the land, Israel, the holy land that the Palestinians uh, think is theirs. Corey says, Hamas is a terrorist organization and needs to be treated as such, turned to glass. Um, so, you, I mean, I understand where these people are coming from, but this is a horrible way to deal with it, and I guess they've just decided that they've, I mean, you, you run a real risk if you're Palestine in the Gaza Strip of Netanyahu just fucking going in and destroying it all. Now, they've tried to do that before, and it hasn't worked. That's not the easiest thing in the world to go into a place even as small as the Gaza Strip, two miles wide, 25 miles long, and, um, and, and, and there's 5 million people there. Uh, Corey says, this is making it far too simple, but essentially it seems like a Jews versus Arabs conflict. Arabs have the entire rest of the Middle East, so I really have no sympathy. Well, uh, all right. At the end of the day, I understand that. Uh, New introduction from uh, Goalie45. This argument has been going on forever. It doesn't mean that either side can just go kill innocent people. Absolutely true. So now you have the response by Israel. They're at war. And then, you know, they have to be looking over their shoulder. If the guns of Lebanon uh, start unleashing hell on Israel, uh, backed by uh, uh, a, a, a grow stronger by the day Iranian military, motherfuck, then you have a uh, an, an horrible, horrible outbreak of war. <clears throat> This is that scene that I was describing to you after the uh, terrorists from Hamas uh, marched into that music festival festival and, uh, and kidnapped these, these, these women. And I, to my point, I don't understand how you can kidnap a woman and then 
um, immediately have sex with them. Like here you are, uh, uh, guns are, are, are a blazing people are dying and you've got the ability to get a boner and, and rape a woman. What kind of sick psychopath would be interested in sex during a moment like this? I know I couldn't fuck. I can't even get a stiffy if the fucking dog's in the room. Son of a bitch. Uh, let me see if I, I'm probably going to fuck this up. Okay. I think this is it. Dozens of Israeli women were captured at that uh, music festival. Audio check, video check. Here we go. This is actually quite frightening. Of course they're all on their phones. I'm kidding. You can hear explosions and gunfire. They may have been brought back into Gaza at this point, and then a video leaked out from their phones. I hate to say that all Israeli look all Israeli women look the same, but all Israeli women look the same. God, mix in a fucking curling iron. I'm sorry. Okay, the guy in the background, that's the dude who's holding them hostage. (laughs) All right, that's some crazy shit. To be sure. God damn. Um, Corey says our tax dollars should be going towards better, better stylists for their women than for weapons. And he adds, what loser lets the hostages keep their phones? Uh, talking about oppression and land stealing. Armenia used to be almost the size of current Turkey. Oh yeah, that is true. Um, Corey says not condemning all of Palestine. I mean, just Hamas. This is uh, in London. London uh, last night or the, the night, Okay, the when you woke up Saturday morning, it was all going down. And uh, this this was the reaction in London in the streets. Palestinian men running through the streets of London waving Palestinian flags. These people are clapping and overjoyed with murdering of children and women. And raping. That's what that's what they're cheering. See, when I see this, I want Netanyahu to actually nuke the Gaza Strip when I see shit like this. Fuck you. 
All right. So I'm totally uh, team Jew on this deal. Uh that's uh, that's that's my position. Uh, Easy. Where do you stand on the war between Palestine and Israel? Uh, team Jew is where I'm at. All Jew, all the time. This is a video from NYC. What do you do in New York City when? Uh, these terrorist animals invade Israel. Uh, you take it to the streets, as the Doobie Brothers used to say. Audio check, video check. Starts with a, a pro-Israel guy. Pro-Israel is blue and white. And then pro-Palestine is uh, green, black, and red, I think. This crazy... A uh, uh, Palestinian bitch says, "From the from the river to the sea." Brave, brave soldiers of Palestine kidnapping children, kidnapping women, kidnapping old ladies. Come kidnap this. Okay, this is Palestinian bitch. Saturday, October seventh, our resistance stormed illegal settlements and paraglided across colonial borders. I would love to be the uh, a Jewish guy. The Israeli guy on on the uh, anti-aircraft gun uh, who is going to indiscriminately shoot anything that enters the air after the paraglider attack. How the fuck did you pull off a paraglider attack? There were, No birds would even live. I'd shoot everything that goes flying into the air. Paragliders. God damn it. Somebody in Israel needs their ass kicked for paragliders entering the city. This is in Times Square. There needed to be a fucking Gangs of New York brawl here. That's what I needed to see. All right, there's the pro-Palestinian saying, hey, hey, ho, ho, Zionism has got to go. Now, I am not sure what Zionism means. The only thing I know about Zion is the National Park in Utah. Uh, I guess the... Is the Jews, the Israelis are known as Zionists. Maybe a Zionist uh, means a rich chick with bone straight black hair and dark eyebrows. Resistance is justified when people are occupied. Yeah, fuck you. Now, uh, now again, Team Eric, Eric is Team Jew here. Go back to Gaza, exactly. Get the fuck out of here, you assholes. Fuck this shit. I don't give a fuck. Kyle says, another reason why religion is stupid. Hard to argue. Uh, Corey says, Zion is in the Bible, Eric. Even I know that. Yeah, I know that too, but fuck. That's obvious. Okay? My point is, why are you calling them Zionists? Does that mean you've stolen Zion? Is that what that means? 
I mean, I'm not going to act like I'm smart enough to know. This is not the show where I sit here and ever say, ah, whatever, Mark, I don't know. I'll just make it up. I don't know the significance of being referred to as a Zionist. Kent says Mount Zion is a hill in in Jerusalem. Okay. All right. So does that mean that the people that are occupying Mount Zion, that gives them the term Zionist? I'm just looking for the, uh, the, the reason. What, what the fuck is wrong? So basically the Palestinians are like, no, this is all ours. We don't want just a two mile wide, 25 miles long. We want all this shit. Well, fuck you. Uh, Kenny says, I know the Bible. He's quoting me. I know the Bible too, but fuck Zionist equals Jewish people. The Hebrews it's referring to Israel as being the home of the Jewish people. Zion was considered the first city of David. So very important to Jewish people. Uh, Chris in Maine says, does the Israeli military patrol the Gaza border that heavily 24 seven? I don't know, but they should, you know, that's what's got people pissed off. If you live in Israel and all of your money that you make goes towards the iron dome and to keep these motherfuckers where they belong and you know, They've got access to 5,000 rockets somehow. And they just bust through the fence like hot knife through butter and go driving around in their pickup trucks and shoot people indiscriminately. Um, That to me is more of an intelligence uh, uh, malfunction and, and a disturbing bit of news for lack of intelligence than what the U.S. displayed with the attacks on the, on, on the U.S. during 9-11. Took me an awful long time to piece that together in my brain. And I, I hope you didn't fall asleep when I was saying that. Corey says Iran and Russia are arming them. It's all connected. I believe that. But they still have to get the weapons there. I mean, this is not a vast amount of area. This, this can be This can be policed. Chris in Maine says the Iron Dome isn't for terrorists. It's anti-missile defense, as I understand it. Well, maybe that might explain it. So those small little rockets um, were able to get through. I don't know. Corey says Zion is in the Matrix, in the Matrix, which is the most important fact. Donut Dan says, gee, I hope our government sends $6 billion to Ukraine and another $6 billion to Iran for their humanitarian needs. Dan, come on. The $6 billion is Iranian money that they can only use for humanitarian re- needs. Are you aware that we can actually look at what they're spending that money on? Like we can open up the fifth third bank app and see what our wives are spending their money on or our money on. We can do that with the 6 billion that Iran freed up. That was freed up for Iran. They can't just take it and spend it on anything. And as far as Ukraine goes, thank God we're sending that much money to Ukraine. If we didn't, 
the modern-day Adolf Hitler would be destroying Ukraine and working on his next conquest. This is just like World War II. This is how Hitler got his start. Fuck yes. I would say send $6 trillion to Ukraine. Chris says they also have one of the best intelligence services in the world, and yet they failed here. Cue the conspiracy theories. Oh, God. Of course. They have one of the best air forces in the world, and they couldn't have one helicopter shooting down paragliders. God damn. Chris in Maine says if Americans decided to have a concert in a remote South Texas community, then sex, then Mexico would probably, I said sex, Mexico would probably pull the same shit off, right? Nah, come on now. I think you were being sarcastic. Oh my God. So this is an absolute catastrophe that has happened. And now I'm, I'm just curious as to how, cause Israel is, uh, is fighting back and bombing the shit out of them. Uh, at last check, there was 700 Israelis dead with, uh, hundreds more, um, being held captive. They even, the Palestinians even went and took a woman in a wheelchair who was a Holocaust survivor. I mean, that's incredible. Man, if she makes it out of this, fuck me. She's going to be like, you know, I have, I, I, I have lived life. As a, as a little girl, she's, a, she's taken captive by the fucking Nazis. And she's probably, this was probably like the day before this invasion started. She probably sat up in her chair and said, you know, this is the first day that I, I haven't felt any stress post-traumatic stress from when the Nazis killed my family. This is the best day I've ever had in my entire life. And then they invade and then they, they snatch her up from the fucking chair. Fuck. That is incredible. If it happened that way, but it's just horrible. Holy shit. Uh, again, team Jew here on the show. Uh, in case you haven't heard, my dad is fine. He has recovered nicely. No COVID, nothing like that. At 90 years old, you never can uh, be too concerned about something like this. All right. Chris in Maine with the racist joke, all Mexicans are sleepy janitors and won't be awake at sunrise. That is complete bullshit. And my Mexican brother, Joe Martinez, is probably laughing at that joke. I have to go pee again. Yes. Sorry, that's the way it goes when your prostate is the size of a grapefruit. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Team June 2023. I am thinking we should do a chili cook-off. Hurricane Ashley suggested to me that her chili is the best in the world. I said that's impossible. Um, because mine exists. I guess, uh, she made her stupid chili the other day and probably poisoned everyone in the family. We need to, we need to sit down and figure out a chili cook-off. I think we did it at a, um, at the VFW one time, like the local VFW. How homey does that sound? 
Kenny says, okay, I need to be present for this somehow. Well, save your pennies so you can come here, drive here, and attend. Of course, it would probably be in the cold months here, so good luck driving. Nick suggests that his chili is the best. Everybody says their chili is the best. I will beat the shit out of all your chilies. Uh, Amanda suggests Kenny flies. You can fly, Kenny. Put it together. Who, okay, just by chat response, who would be willing to uh, participate? I see Nick would have to. I know that uh, I will. Hurricane Ashley will. Chris says his is the best. Amanda says she'll eat. Kenny just wants to judge. Blue State Rob is giving me the finger for some reason. I don't understand why. Megan says she's in. All right, I'm not saying for sure we're exploring this. All we need is a venue. I have the venue. I know that my friends at the uh, uh, Fonger, is is it the American Legion? It's the American Legion, not the uh, VFW. You know, they got like an old school tank in front of it. Show up there and then we eat. It's going to have to be a weeknight. We could have, we'd have so much fun. And this would not involve any of the former Zaniacs. Remember, it was a little bit odd. Everything was always a little odd with the former Zaniacs. Which, by the way, mine was going to win that. I did get the most votes, but I didn't want to win my own uh, competition. So I disqualified myself. And sexy voice Andrea won, even though it tasted like her twat juice. Don't suck a big bad dick, because I know you want to I made the chili over the weekend. Uh, Amanda says Eric. I when when you just write the name Eric, you know she's scolding me. That's a great joke. I don't like Andrea, so that's perfect. I like to say mean things to uh, that are funny to people I don't like. Brandis says, why do I have to live so far away? I love chili. Chris says, cheap beer at the Legion too. All right, let me get to work on that. You know me. You'll probably never hear of this ever again. Over the weekend, I was on a mission to get a crock pot because I needed to make uh, a double batch of chili. So my plan was uh, put one batch in the crock pot, the other batch atop the stove in a uh, in a big like uh, pot, but not, I wish it was a bigger pot. Then I could have put it all in there, but I didn't have enough room. So I said, ah, fuck it. I'll just use the crock pot. 
I need to get a crock pot for up north. I go to the grocery store. They don't have shit there. I go to a tractor supply. Nothing. This is a small-ass town. Driving home, I stop at Family Dollar. Believe it or not, they had a crock pot at Family Dollar for $25. I bought that motherfucker. I brought it home, quickly unpacked it, got the chili going. Everybody loved it. It was fantastic. Another another, uh, bona fide winner. More people in love with my chili recipe. Again, sweet heat. Easy, slaughter the Turks, sweet heat uh, chili. And uh, in solidarity with my Jewish brothers and sisters, I'm going to now call it EZ's Slaughter the Turks and Palestinians Sweet Heat Chili. Amanda says, got to reach out to Henry Steffes. No, no. Henry Steffes is no longer marketing on the EZ Show podcast. So, no. We're not going to do that. We're not going backwards. We're going forwards. I love Henry, but he moved on. Off he goes. Um, on mine, the flavor hits your tongue and you're like, wow, this is a sweet thing. And then by the time you've swallowed it and it's touched the back of your, of your throat, it's burning, but not burning too much. It's not burning so much that you want to stop eating. If you eat that uh, a lava poison that Ashley makes, first of all, you'll throw up. Second of all, you won't want to eat anymore. And then Nick, I don't know what the fuck Nick has in his. I, I mean, I've seen the ingredients in Ashley's, and I know that there's no way she can win based on her ingredients alone. I don't know what Nick puts in his. Uh, so I can't speak to that, but it's probably pretty good. He probably puts fucking venison in it or some shit like that. Um, anyway, I'm cleaning the crock pot yesterday. There's more to the story than I just got a crock pot. And I'm like, where can I put this thing in that old trailer? And I, uh, does anybody know, can you predict, you actually have permission to predict the rest of the story. What happened when I was trying to find a nice spot to put the crock pot? What happened when I opened up the cupboard? Can any of you predict you have permission to finish this story? First time chat from Ronnie. You dropped that son of a bitch and it broke. Chris says more mice. So does Donut Dan or Donut Dan says you broke it. Becca Shea is correct. Crockpot there. (laughs) Fuck. There was a fucking crockpot in the goddamn cupboard. Now there's two crockpots there. Fuck me. I didn't even know I had a crock pot in there. 
Uh, Becca Shea, you've won a, uh, a, a fancy idiot membership or whatever the fuck it's called. Ronnie says, well, that was anticlimactic. No, it wasn't anticlimactic. It was hilarious. The fuck is wrong with you, Ronnie Ragoon? That's a, fu- that's a funny ending to a story. And it was told perfectly by me. All right. Chris says that was the crock pot that the mice moved in. All right. Uh, Show twat Ashley checks in with, hey, you fucking asshole. We were just talking about your uh, uh, poisonous chili swill that you made for some uh, victims in and around um, your household. I see. I was just sharing with them that shit. Uh, you you uh, did some stupid type of protest to the show not long ago where you um, said, all right, I'm not, I'm not listening anymore because you made fun of me or some weak-ass shit. And now here you are back again just because I'm spending a good portion of time kicking your ass about your uh, shit stew. I just got to talking about our uh, upcoming uh, chili cook-off that we will be having well, I can't say for sure. I'm planning on having it. It all depends on how many people we can get signed up. Okay. I would like to have at least 10 participants. All right. We've already thought about reaching out to the American Legion, uh, the Fonger posts on um, Wilson in Grand Rapids. Ashley says she will win it. Add her to the number of people who are saying they will win the chili cook-off. Ashley says she is a member of the Legion. I don't know if it's the appeal of the cheap booze or the men in uniform or the senior citizens that are there. Uh, One of those things attracts Ashley. Purely speculative on my part. Same thing with Chris. Probably the cheap booze. All right. Uh, In case you haven't heard, dad is fine. The open and live stream of the show today brought to you by A&E Heating and Cooling. Here we are an hour and 28 minutes. I have yet to talk about one of these fine sponsors that make my show happen. Uh, A&E Heating and Cooling. Today is the 9th of October, the 12th of October at the Eric Zane Show Podcast Household at 8.30. That is Thursday of this week. Joe Martinez will be here at 8.30 to tune up the furnace for the year. $79 is what you pay. He will have been gone by now. He will. He flies in. He says hi to the NFK. He goes downstairs. He takes care of business, and then he leaves. I get an invoice. I pay him. That's what you need to do. If you have never done this, you need to do it. $79 is what it costs. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. That's 616-516-8579. Call and schedule that appointment today. You will see advertised some of the other companies uh, for a lot less. 
and it's a fucking scam. I'm telling you, they're going to get into your home and they're going to tell you, oh my God, this thing's ruined. Even if it's like a year old, they're going to tell you that. Um, and they're going to scam you. And then they're going to insist that you get a new furnace. Fuck that shit. 616-516-8579 today. Uh, obviously that is the sponsor if you're where I live in West Michigan, but first, uh, if, uh, boy, hold on, regroup. That was terrible. Um, if you are in the market for a mortgage, okay, God help you if that's the case right now, but if you're trying to get a mortgage, um, the person you need to call who can get you the best deal and will work tirelessly for you is Mario Flores. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage now uh, working all across the U.S., no matter where you are, 231-332-6505. I imagine it's a tough pill for you to swallow getting a mortgage interest rate at 7.5%, and it may be 8 by the time it's all said and done. Over the weekend, a jobs report came in, and it was very robust, the amount of Americans working. However, to curb inflation, they may raise the rate again um, on credit card bills and credit cards and, and mortgages. Now, before this all started, which was this was all brought on, by the way, everybody says, oh, boy, it's Joe Biden's fault. It's Joe Biden's fault. It's not, okay? Uh, when COVID hit, that's when inflation started. I don't give a shit what any boomer bunker piece of shit tells you. It was COVID that caused inflation. It will regulate eventually. To get us all to stop spending so much fucking money uh, and helping the uh, inflation rate rise, the feds increase the rates. We pay more on credit. We pay more on mortgages, auto loans, things like that, RVs, campers, boats. Make It's a deterrent to keep you from spending less. Um, that will slow down inflation. But in the meantime, a rate that was three and a half percent is now seven and a half percent. Sometimes people got like 3% before all this happened. What that means is, um, for a house, you're paying a lot more each month in interest. Still a way to navigate this. The best way possible is by getting into that mortgage now. And then... When the time comes and the rates drop, you can refi from a 30 to a 15 and probably get your payment to somehow go down. Uh, that's going to take some time, though, for those rates to fall. Get into your mortgage right now if you want to get out of your current situation and get into your own home. Whether you're a first-time buyer or you've done this many times, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage can help you at 231-332-6505. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. 
And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy video lock is the top of the heap. Okay, you can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock all right okay this happened in a walmart doesn't matter where lady throws a tantrum at a Walmart. We're not really sure about the context. This is on public freakouts. Just happened. It was published October 4th. Lady in a, uh, lady in a mobility scooter. She's pissed off about so. Oops. That's weird. Something's happening that shouldn't be. Okay, hold on. I just heard Gordon Ramsay. Okay, that's better. First of all, comments. Um, Ashley says, amazing, we are doing this. Chris says, I have a couple of trophies. Ashley says she's won three cook-offs already. That's probably a lie. Um, Blue State Rob says office pool cook-offs don't count when a real chili competition, then it's impressive. Um, that's a, that's a stupid comment. Are you suggesting that, uh, people in, in workplaces don't know how to taste food? Is that what you're saying? Dumb fuck. You realize this all, uh, goes into like how well the food tastes. So, um, Shut the fuck up and enjoy the ride. Aram says Eric won a chili cook-off at his daughter's work. Of course I did. Every competition I've ever been in, I've won. I've won twice with my chili. The reason why I did not take the first uh, place one in favor of Amanda's pussy juice chili um, is because I didn't want to win my own competition, but this year I am going to do that. A uh, nine-inch nailer out of the woodwork says, ooh, talking about the kung fu flu. LOL. Thank you. Thanks. You're stupid. Uh, Nick says, I wonder if we could do the cook-off before a Griffin or a Gold game, then do a group outing. We have banquet rooms here. Oh, good call. You know what I could do? I could get a bunch of tickets for cheap 
with a um with like a with with the Griffins. We you could buy them for a reduced price. And we could do it at one of the banquet halls. That's a great fucking idea, Nick. Uh, uh, Blue State Rob says, no, office competitions are like fishing in a goldfish bowl. Ashley says, this is my competition. Blue State Rob says, means nothing, not impressed. Uh, Ashley says, agree. Well, that's all that she's ever won. So how could you agree? Are you saying it's not impressive what you've won? Ashley, get your head out of your ass. Uh, we can have it judged by a real culinary staff, Nick says. Kenny says, I'd love to be at a Griffin's game without my resting bitch face X. It'd actually be fun this time. I think that's what we're settling on doing. I'll never forget that. Um, when after that game, we were all at Pepino's. And I, I walked up to the table. Hey, Kenny, how are you? And then I'm looking at him smiling. He looks as happy as he always is. And then I look and I see this fucking thing. With this, this is the look on her face. Hey. Hey. Ugh, fucking pig. Poor Kenny. Um, all right. Looks like Blue State Rob and Chris are getting set to brawl. Rob is just jealous that he can't be here. All right. Everybody's allowed to talk, talk as much shit as they want about their chili. EZ will win, as always. I might even make two. All of a sudden, a bunch of sound starts flying in. All right, hang on a second. I got to figure out what the source of that was. It was more Gaza protesting. Okay, back to what I wanted to talk about. This lady has a shit fit. In the, uh, inside of the Walmart. This is incredibly intense. I love this. Uh, suspected that she was a shoplifter. So, but I'm not entirely sure on this. You got lady who's morbidly obese on a mobility scooter. This, by the way is a preview of what uh, you fraudulent fat fucks are going to experience if you don't stay consistent in, um, in your goal. This is what you will be. You will be like this lady right here. I mean, look at that. Face to face with a cop with bitch tits who wants to put you in your place. Audio check, video check. Here we go. Okay. Mama is saying, drag me the fuck out. And she's pissed off about something. 
Cop, cop not sure how to handle this. Okay, now she's grabbing shit off the belt and throwing it on the ground. Now she's out of the chair and she's rumbling over to whatever she can get her hands on. Now, this is a powerful woman. She can do a lot of damage. Now the cop has to get her to stop. Oh, now she hits the cop in the face. Now, okay. All right, this cop is seriously in danger of his life. His life is in danger. Yes, ma'am. Look at this crowd. Okay, now he's got a cuffer. She's calling the cop white trash. Now, I don't think the cop's done anything wrong at this point. He's trying to de-escalate, but she's screaming and yelling, and she starts destroying the store. <laughs> Guy who's shooting the video is laughing. Damn, I love him. This is what this is what happens when morbidly obese when morbidly obese people are hungry. They scream like this. That's hangry right there. If you were to walk by Kenny's apartment when he's uh, fighting the urge to eat, you will hear him on the ground screaming this. She's wearing hospital socks. Okay, now, can you imagine if she had, the, if these pants were not on, what you would see in this shot right here? Wow. That is, uh, that is quite a crotch shot. Yeah, yeah, I don't think racism is the problem here. This guy's... Now, this guy, he needs about four sets of cuffs in order to get this. <laughs> now, everybody is shooting video waiting for this cop to, like, hurt her in some way. That's why they're all shooting this video. And he... If you're this cop, you're like, oh, don't fuck up. Just cuff her. Wait for backup. Let's get her the hell out of here. The guy shooting the video goes, I got to get one last one from the front. Her tits are so... Did you see that? There's so much titty there that she's almost... Her tits are almost muffling her speech. I tell you what, that cop is earning his pay today. You know how badly that cop wants to drop the knee? Oh, my God. Fuck.
Uh, Nine Inch Nailer says, amazing thing is she was in a wheelchair to start, LOL. Yeah, it's amazing. She, she was miraculously cured. Well, pro- you know, she was saying that so much and she was so annoying. Uh, all, all the black people there were like, give her the knee. Give her the knee. Fuck. She sounds like someone doing a really shitty impression of the Wicked Witch of the West. Kenny and Amanda better be watching because this is your future if you don't turn it around. Oh, absolutely. Uh, People that aren't morbidly obese don't ever have temper tantrums like this. This is why we do this. This is your, this, this, that is you guys when you can't get a fucking pack of tombstones. You know, uh, when you have to go for the Stouffer's French bread, as opposed to the uh, uh, six pack of tombstones, that's the type of temper tantrum you're going to have. So make sure you get your fucking shit together. Uh, Ashley, Hurricane Ashley, who's back with a vengeance after her stupid protest says, I'd rather hear Kelly cheese. This is giving me actual anxiety. It's so annoying. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't shit her. She didn't shit her pants like that other chick. Kenny says, no, it's a Red Baron pizza for me. Uh... Nick says, I took a trip to the Ionia Walmart this weekend. Some great people watching there. Oh, I was in the Cadillac Walmart this weekend. Uh, I was on the way up north, and I realized I forgot my dog leashes. I have no dog leashes, and they have to, like, right at that point in the trip, I usually let them out a little more than halfway and take a walk to go potty. No leash. Fuck. I go to the Cadillac Walmart, and man, yeah, that's a good one. There is, there's uh, some excellent people watching uh, because, you know, again, you have the people with a thousand yard stairs up there. Anything north of Macosta County is, is bad news. Uh, Mediocrity Dave says, Dave says, I definitely start screaming Walmart is racist when McDonald's tells me their ice cream machine is down. Thank you. Well, that was ugly. That was ugly. No word as to what is going to... I think there's a uh, story that accompanies that uh, in the New York Post. What the fuck was it? I had it and I lost it. Oh, here it is. Woman accuses Walmart of racism after she's restrained for throwing food at the cop, telling him to drag me the fuck out. It's unclear why the police were called, but the altercation broke out in the checkout line. Woman appeared to have an array of fresh produce on her belt. Uh, Throwing everything at him. She's seen focusing the tirade at an array of candy and small items at the checkout lane. Take me to jail. Uh, In a separate video. The woman is seen sitting on the floor while the officer holds onto her arm. She repeatedly tells him, look what you did to me. You accused me while trying to twist her hands out of the cuffs. She eventually asked the officer to take her to the hospital. Instead, she is asked to go outside 
I can't go outside. I can't go outside, she repeatedly says while rolling around on the floor. I can't go without the stuff. I paid for it. It is unclear if the woman was arrested, but New York State Police said the woman may have been suffering a mental health issue. Again, it has to be attributed to the tombstone effect. A person like that, so gigantic, can't leave the store without the actual tombstone pizza. That's what happened there. Um, I don't know if you saw this uh, video. God, I got to reset it again because it uh, timed out on me, and that's not good. Cole says, isn't calling her, calling, um, what did he write? Isn't calling him white trash racist? Yeah, it is. <clears throat> Chris says it seems like a receipt would solve the issue here. Yeah, I can't I can't agree enough with that. Um All right. I'm waiting for a video to uh, load up. Uh, this was taken from the streets of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Have you, have you ever been driving around in uh, Grand Rapids? I see these groups from time to time. Area motorcycle gang. They're all on motorcycles and scooters and pedal bikes and anything on two wheels or three wheels or four wheels racing down the street, running through red lights. Wheelies. And you're like, oh, fuck. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Well, something went down uh, somewhere in New York. And or, I'm sorry, Philly. I said New York. I said Philly earlier. I can't believe I did that. Um, this is how this went. This this guy gets on the back of uh, some chick's car, and she, all she wants to do is drive through the light. And uh, she's got her her uh, like her sister and her child in the back seat. Check out what this guy who was on a motorcycle does to her car. Okay, you see the guy that is that is surrounding. He the arrow denotes a dude who's going to do all the crazy shit. All right, he's jumping. He jumps on the back window of the car and destroys the window. And then look at see he uh, he drops a weapon. He's got a fucking gun and he drops. That is a gun. Let me back it up so you can see it, see it fall right out of his pants. Because he carries it like a bitch. Picks up a gun. This chick wants to kick his ass. She gets in his this pussy's face. How about her? He gives her did he give her a headbutt? Yeah, he hits her with his helmet. She's not backing down. She pushes him off the bike. I could have swore I saw him point the gun at her in another video. He did point it at her. He pointed it right in her face. Right. Right there. He's pointing the gun, holding it sideways. Right in her face. All right. I can tell you 
that if somebody got on the back of my vehicle and and uh, and and did that, um, I would fucking ride away like a bitch. I would sit in my car and freak out. There is no way I would have the fucking balls that that chick did. Even if I've got a fucking gun, I am not going to get out of that car. The nerve of that chick to get out of the car and get in his fucking face. How about her? I love that. She was not intimidated at all by that piece of shit. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I can't say that I would have had the balls to get out. Um, I wouldn't have made the stupid decision of, uh, pulling my pistol out. I probably would have had it by me in case I saw a weapon pointed at me. Then I would have fired. Um, but yeah, I think I would have, I think I would have been a pussy. K-Dub says, that's Mama Bear easy. Yeah, she is, uh, she is, she's something else. She was not intimidated in the least. Um, they have caught the guy. And they set his bail at two and a half million dollars. Actually, that lady had two young kids in the car. Cops busted 26-year-old Cody Heron Wednesday. 26. Jesus Christ. I would have thought, you know, 17, 18, you know, stupid idiot kid. Uh, for a heinous attack on a driver Sunday night, Heron was part of a group of bikers riding through the city when they rolled up on Nikki Bullock's sedan. Yeah, n- I'm not sure why he did it. Um, so, how many of you want to go ahead and guess the race of the dude with the gun? Okay, be honest. Everybody watching this uh, watching this thought that was the black guy that did that. I thought it was a black guy. I'm getting a lot of votes on white guy. I didn't see anything that told me that this was a white guy. Let me back that up. I'll back this video up again. I just assumed it was a black guy. I didn't even pay attention. Okay, hold on. Let's let's check this out. Okay, there he is there. Now I see pants on. I can't. T- okay, now he definitely looks white there. White arms, white neck. But... I'm so racist, obviously. I thought that this was a black guy. How embarrassing is that? Those gunshots I hear? Uh, the dude is, is definitely a uh, white guy, and I, I just found that out like one second ago. I was as surprised as shit when I saw that this was the guy. What a fucking racist I am. 
That is absolutely a racist moment by your old pal, EZ, without a doubt. Uh, Chris says he moves like a white guy, head fake, etc. That wasn't a head fake. He hit her with the visor of his, uh, of his helmet. You did not see his pale arms and legs lulls. No K dub. I was blinded by my racism. Apparently I'm the only one that thought this was a black guy that did this. Chris says, you could easily see he was a white guy. I know. I told you I was blinded by a racist attack. Now, I could very easily have swept that under the rug. But I would never do that to you. Uh, uh, Kabubi's 69, which I believe is rich, says he was uh, uh, doxxed. Blue State Rob says EZ gets the nomination for asshole of the day. Oh, without a doubt. He was booked for possession of an instrument of crime. Hmm. Recklessly endangering another person in multiple counts of aggravated assault. There's no way that guy had a concealed pistol license. I'm wondering why the charge is possession of an instrument of crime. If that probably has a uh, a steeper penalty than charging him with gun possession. But gun possession without is felony. So I'm interested in that. Uh, Initially, they um, gave him a $5 million bail, but the judge brought down to $2.5 million during the arraignment. He can be released by posting 10% of that amount, though. Holy fuck. So that means, what is 10% of uh, 2.5 million? Is that uh, 250,000? I think that's 250. There's no way that fucker's going to come up with $250,000, right? If Eric was there, he would have assumed he was black and homeless and would have slipped him a 20. My God. Yeah, I I think I need an asshole of the day nomination uh, for assuming that was a black guy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you to King's Room Barbershop online at kingsroom.net. Get your hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. Three locations in West Michigan, Northland Drive, Caledonia, and in Wyoming. They are out of Rogers Plaza and in to 821 36th Street Southwest. Also in Wyoming. Five minutes away from the old location as part of Rogers Plaza. That is now done. They have their own building at 821 36th Street Southwest next to the costume room. Drop in. Say hello. Now, the owners are Colleen and Andy. If Colleen and Andy do your hair, of course, mention, well, mention to whoever does your hair that EZ sent you. If it's not Colleen or Andy, tell whoever your professional stylist is to pass along to Colleen and Andy that EZ sent you. They cut men's hair at King's Room Barbershop. Their website is kingsroom.net. No appointments. All walk-ins. The most you'll wait is 15 minutes. King's Room Barbershop. 
If you've gone to Jude's, Sport Clips, Lady Jane's, quit them for at least one haircutting and uh, switch over to uh, King's Room Barbershop. Get to know your stylist. Schedules of when your stylist works available on the website, kingsroom.net, and all the pricing and location particulars are on the website, kingsroom.net. Okay, two more before we wrap this thing up. My policy shop insurance, that is Frank Fuss. Uh, when it comes to health insurance now, tis the season to sign up for healthcare.gov or Obamacare. Don't do this alone. Have Frank do it for you. It's free. Doesn't cost you anything. New this year, you can use your employee or your employer's insurance that they offer you to insure you. You can use healthcare.gov to employ your family. Get a tax subsidy, which pays for a good portion of the premium, and you will save hundreds of dollars, as opposed to buying the family plan for you, your wife, your two or three kids, or one kid. That costs a lot of money through your employer. Your employer is like, oh, yeah, we'll uh, really take care of you. You pay like 60 bucks a paycheck for your health insurance, but you add the family pa- uh, plan. All of a sudden, every two weeks, you're paying 525 Skip all that shit. With the tax subsidy you will get from the federal government for your insurance premiums, that will save you hundreds of dollars of month uh, a month. That will save you a lot of money. Okay, all the particulars, Frank will help you out with those. To get all the information you need about you, whether or not you qualify, reach out to Frank at buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com, for Frank Fuss. Lastly, today, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. That's 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup. They even have uh, loaner cars that you can use while your car is being worked on at Irvine's. There you go. Uh, I will be on Compound Media today with uh, Carl. Go to compoundmedia.com and sign up for a monthly. Whatever you want. You got a monthly. You can do yearly. The whole It's similar to what I do. In fact, a three-day trial is free. How about that? That's kind of like what I do. You can do a three-day trial, then $8.95 a month, a seven-day trial, then $44.95 or just do 295 for the day, 14 day trial, then 8395 a year. Uh, I don't know the particulars of that. I think you and you can cancel at any time. That I know. So if you want to see Carl and I do a show today, that's how you sign up and off you go. Should be a lot of fun doing the show with Cart with uh, Carl Uh, uh, my fantasy football team is five and zero, and I feel great. All the other competitors are a lot jammed up at three wins and two losses. EZ is killing it. The asshole of the day. Uh, last time we met was Wednesday. I erroneously gave Amy the asshole of the day. That should not have happened.
My throat hurts. That's not a good sign. Uh, Bob says, bring back the show. Would would you kindly? That was E-Rock and Brian Johnson. Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck happened there? What happened, E-Rock? Uh, assholes of the day nominee. Easy for being racist. The Walmart lady gets a vote. How about this, though? Your asshole of the day today is Palestine. Fuck those guys. Easy team Jew all the way. Fuck you. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for being here as always. I appreciate you supporting the show. Talk to you on Patreon. Till next time, folks.